This is Ben Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. They had to talk again, 718-506-9099, extension 31. Now we're speaking Monday morning at 9 o'clock, and it will be played again <clears throat> at Sunday at 5 p.m. Also, to listen live to the talks, 712-432-4217. Again, 712-432-4217 to listen live to all the talks. Also to text, constructive words, or support, donate money. Very crucial at the moment if we want our radio station. Everyone should participate in giving and getting some big people to give. So we could have the radio back on the radio. The text is 347 927 and <clears throat> online com. So today we always begin a little bit with <clears throat> safety, but that's part of Mishpat, Mishpatim. And now we're coming into Mulan Elul, coming into Rosh Hashanah. So at the time of his Mishpat, we have to have also our own mishpat. There's an apostle lachot to you. We have to make our own reflection, our own internal work, to work into, to look into ourselves and how to improve. And <clears throat> safety is an important factor. School's starting, so the buses come again. <clears throat> And unfortunately, once, twice, who knows how many times a year, a little boy, a little girl is hurt because a bus, someone forgets to take the boy up the bus or the watch backing up. So be very, very careful this time of the year coming. When school starts, hold on to your children. Bus drivers, watch where you're going. Also, crossing the streets, please do not talk on your cell phones or text while you're walking the streets, especially women with baby carriages. People on bikes also do not text when you ride. If you cannot speak on your cell phone, also is a good idea. People in the cars, of course. Very crucial how many accidents happen. Accidents, one accident changes a whole life. Not only that, if a person is hurt very badly or killed, so generations that were supposed to come from that person is on another person's head. So it's all our responsibility to be careful. And if we messed up in the past, to do tshuva. So today, <clears throat> we're going to focus on mishpat and mishpat. Blazer Ginsberg on Shabbos said the word mishpat in the 8 o'clock talk many, many times. And told the story of his grandfather, Richesko Levenstein, <clears throat> when he's walking in the halls of Panovich, fell. And the first words out of Meshkiyak's mouth was, Mishpot, Mishpot, Mishpot. 
important thing. There's a mishpot. Everything that happens to a person, every encounter that you have is part of the mishpot. If you get a yell from someone, it's mishpot. A Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one that sent the yell. The yell could be from the bus driver. The yell can be from a child. The yell can be from a parent. The yell could be from a husband or a wife. But any yell, any action that is difficult to deal with, Hashem is sending it to you. And part of the mishpot is this is what you're supposed to get. Could be because a media connected me to something you did. Or it could be for self-improvement. Brett Lazer said an astounding statement that every mishpot, everything sent to you, if a person thinks into it, you think into why you got that yell, why you had that agmas nefesh, agmas nefesh with money, children, work, that that is sent to you for a particular reason, and if a person himself, herself, thinks about it, thinks about it, <clears throat> a person can figure out why is Shem sent it, and not a chacham can't figure it out, maybe. A big person, you could ask many, many people, but there's no one like you. There's no one like you that can interpret why something happened. For example, I know a couple <clears throat> that he's all over the place. Good guy, but never on time. Somebody doesn't call back his wife. Spends money on investments. He's made a lot, but he's lost. And the wife is so medocked she knows she knows what she knows what's gonna happen in three weeks from now. So they're so different from each other. From the outside, they both would take a little cheshbon. Why is this happening to me? It could be that the man who's all over the place, he sent a wife who's so opposite him, and it's a lot of aguas nefesh for him, all these rules. So it could be that for him, it's, a way of breaking his rotson, a way to work on himself, to work on this aspect of himself that Hashem wants him to make a tikkun to fix. Could be, if he can't fix it, at least to have tolerance, to learn patience, to learn people are different. So this wife is the best thing in the world for him. The best, best, best. On the other hand, <clears throat> woman has a man like this. She's being tested big time. So opposite her. So therefore, she also could work. Work on herself. Why is this happening to me? Because it's definitely against my origin, my machus. So maybe I have to learn to be patient. And you know what? Schus she's going to get, what marriage she's going to get, and the tikkun is going to make to her, is maybe inside of her she has to fix 
this part of yourself, being tolerant of others who are different, very different. Maybe herself has to loosen up. And the really is her way, the highway, maybe not. Maybe it's not the way to try to put his square into her circle. It's just not happening. And maybe she has to loosen up and it's better for her character too. Her relationship with others, her relationship with herself. Maybe she's too hard on herself. So there's a lot to look at. So many relationships are like that. A couple got married. He was from a family of nine. She was from from a family of one, her. She was pampered constantly. And he would go into the house and bang it to this one, bang it to this one. And didn't have to pay too much attention. And didn't need so much attention either. Because he was always busy. Someone was always around. When he got married, it was big... Like we said, the first commandment of marriage, be realistic, expect the unexpected. So right away, she wouldn't admit it, but she all of a sudden wasn't getting that attention. And I don't think he meant any harm. So for her, this is a little mishpat to wake up a little bit to, wait, I don't need everyone's compliments all the time. Maybe I have to make something of myself inside of myself, make myself stronger. And him, being his own person, not being so sensitive, aware of others, maybe now he had to be more aware of others. So they both could, right now, make a tikkun to themselves, the mishpat, what was sent against them in a way of a husband and wife. This was for them to recognize and look within him or herself. Sometimes a person marries someone who's very sloppy. You don't know until you get married, <clears throat> until you see food on the table still, bags open, not thrown away, some rotted food in the fridge, or the other way, he leaves his socks all over the place, doesn't hang up his jacket, puts it on the couch, and it can go either way. It could be in such a case, <clears throat> a man who's sloppy, his wife is giving him orders to be neat, and that's going to make his life much more constructive. He won't have to look for his keys for 10 minutes in the morning. He'll know where the keys are. So therefore, it's a benefit, but he can't take it. She's nagging me, and he has all these, but he's not looking at it. It's a Shem sending the voice of your wife. <clears throat> The Shem sending her words, her actions, everything she does. <clears throat> she has her own free will. Hashem decided she could be the messenger. He knew Hashem, Hashem knew that she's going to be the messenger. So he can gain so much by realizing it's a taken to me and use her words constructively. And the other way around too a little bit. But the wife's a little sloppy. The husband should really say so much. What he should do is just help a lot. After a while, he'll see more than words. His wife will understand if she can change or not. That's another story. But she'll know. She'll say, sorry, the house is not neat. No matter how constructive you are with the, the yells and the upheavals and the was nefesh. Miller was very big on seichel. 
<clears throat> using seichel in all situations. Using seichel. So we see <clears throat> it's important that there's a mishpat all the time from when you fall, but everything is from Hashem. The Rav said a person has to love Hashem, enter his world. We'll talk about that in a little while. And after that, fill your world. You know, everything is Hashem around you. And eventually you're in Hashem's world. Everyone is around, walking around. But it's all there. The Hashem's world, making it all happen. And your years, Hashem, your free will, will be what you have and will be your success. But the Rebbe also spoke about <clears throat> another kind of mishpah, another chesbun nefesh. And that deals to do with many times there's a lot of good happening to us and we're just missing the boat. And that's also going to be a mishpat against us. <clears throat> and Hashem is sending you, giving you an opportunity to grow, for example, and you sent a headache or a backache, even something that seems more severe, and you're worried. What is the doctor going to say? And you think about your, your headache. You think about if your eyes hurt. You think about if your ears hurt, your stomach hurts. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, you're thinking, yes, Hashem, please let it go away. So that's an Agba's Nefesh, again, for us to think. First thing to think is, did I ever thank Hashem that I didn't have a headache? Did I ever thank Hashem I didn't have a toothache? Did I ever thank Hashem my feet don't hurt in general? So, but it's all a been for you, again, the Agba's Nefesh is for you to grow. Could be you're not taking care of your health. Maybe you have to go to a doctor. Whatever you say that a person's teeth could hurt, and the truth of the matter is, it was up to the person. If they didn't hurt, the teeth would fall out. So Shem makes it hurt because eventually in the middle of the night, there's so much pain, you have to go to the dentist and save your tooth. Without that pain, it just wouldn't happen. The Reverend once told a story. A woman didn't have feeling in her, in her arm. One day she was cooking and there was a flame and it was touching her flesh. And until she smelled the burnt flesh, she didn't feel anything. But you feel. The Reverend had a big thing with this kind of mishpot, that a person <clears throat> has to, instead of just thinking <clears throat> when things happen to you, which is important to person, for example, if your feet hurt or your toes, your corns hurt, at that time, as a shem for help, is a big level. And they react right away instead of complaining constructively. What can I do to fix it up? That's very, very good. The mishpot, you're utilizing it to become great. There's another thing the Ruf said you can do. That go from your head to your toe and think about, wait a second, does your head hurt now? Why doesn't either? <clears throat> There's so many nerve endings and things happening in the brain now. There's like no reason we shouldn't have total headaches. So a person at this moment can say, thank you, Hashem, 
that I don't have a headache, that my mind's working and I'm clear. And that alone, you're using a test. Hashem is sending you a test. And therefore, you're going to create a positive thought. It could be a positive action and brachas to yourself. So you're creating a mishpat that is going to be good for you. A judgment that's going to be very good. <clears throat> if a person <clears throat> goes over or his feet, the 30 bones in the feet, and goes over his calves that the blood is circulating, goes over to his knees, the joints are bending. It's not so simple. When they dry the, the joints, he can't bend the feet so fast. And the thighs, the back, the hand, the fingers, when a baby's born, look at those fingers. It's a miracle. And they grow up to be big fingers like your fingers. And these are all part, and you have fingers, you have a neck, and a head, and a brain, and eyes, ears, nose, heart. Each one, take a little time, close your eyes now, as you're driving. Open your eyes, and look at the beautiful colors. So this is a time you can really create a positive judgment on Rosh Hashanah because of this. There's two things we're talking about, how things come to us, especially hardships, and Hashem is... There's a certain judgment, certain reason you're getting this difficult time. By the other hand, a person can create good judgments by creating a constructive, positive, thankful attitude. And then you can continue and think about I have parents. Think about it. Think about have children, brothers and sisters, and think, think, and be thankful and appreciative, appreciative, and explain to them that you are. Express your gratitude, attitude of gratitude. And a person can create a constructive, and you're being tested all the time. And every night, uh, the Rev told me when you go to sleep, of course, you thank Hashem for the day. But when you wake up in the morning, first you can say, you know, there were no burglaries last night. There were no fires last night. You know, electricity works in the morning. Don't think. I remember the Rev said this many times, and I, when I wake up in the morning, I think of that. You know, no one broke in. And no fires. We know of incidents. So it's an important factor to get in the mode of being tested on a constant basis. You don't want to wait for a mishpot to give you a headache, a mishpot to make a fire. You don't want to wait for mishpot. You want to get the yell. You don't want to, because after the yell, a person has to think why it's happening, and maybe you can do things to avoid. We'll go over that in a little while. There's so many ways you can avoid, avoid, but if you have seichel, something's happening, think about it you could avoid or how you could deal with it, the situation better. Many times you have to make yourself better, more secure to deal with the controversy. Many times you have to avoid certain things. Many times you have to be proactive to make things positive happen. And then you go outside. We mentioned many times, it's safe in the streets. 
Many of our streets are very safe. And there's shuls. And there's work for people. And there's grocery stores. Each one take in particular. They're all a test. All of a sudden, a person's really low on money. Then a person wakes up. But maybe if you were thanking Hashem all the, light, all the time for your money, big time, who knows? Maybe you won't have that test of not having money. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But there's a lot that we have to start thinking to create a positive mishpat. And then we mention, you know, from work and other things. You walk, beautiful blue sky. It's all part of the test we all go through. Now to look at this in <clears throat> in their picture of the, our Ten Commandments <clears throat> of marriage. Let's look a little bit. We started already with expect the unexpected. Very big thing. When you get married, we mentioned a couple of incidents already. But to really expect unexpected. I know a situation also when the husband wasn't doing certain things. Something's happening at home. For Shabbos not helping. And two things. She was very, very disappointed. But one thing, she very rarely said anything. So what happened was she was so unexpected. She was seeing unexpected things. She was very disappointed and still kept up, you know, love letters and nice letters to him, but very disappointed. And he wasn't doing it all the time. But the truth of the matter is a man doesn't have to do it all the time. You do it once a week, once a month. It's like all the time. And him, on the other hand, didn't pick up the cues, didn't realize that these things hurt. And all of a sudden, there was an outburst from her of, I want to leave. And he was shocked. As soon as he found out, Baruch Hashem, the right advice, he right away was able to fix things up. But the truth of the matter is, we see when unexpected things happen, it is really, again, sent from Hashem to us. And we have to think constructively and why it happened and constructively what to do. Because if not, it can create with the nicest of people, the nicest of people, that's what we say is Selah because many of these things <clears throat> taught to bring up. Wife doesn't want to hurt the husband's feelings. Well, if she says it, she says it in a way to hurt his feelings. And he responds sometimes not in the most positive way. So when unexpected things happen, you need a buffer. Someone in between. If she had someone to talk to, you know, a positive person. Rebbe, Rebison. And the Rebison could tell her, listen, next time your husband, tell him nicely. You know, sweetheart, I like when you dive with a minion. 
does it again, so maybe the Rebbe has to speak to him. Or he comes home, he speaks loud. If he has something, a cup of tea from watermelon from she could remember Shem sent it. So maybe she can do something. She can make a nice cup of tea and a watermelon to make him feel very comfortable. Many stories like that where a woman's soft and thinking actions change things. So it's an important thing that the buffer, but if not, she lets things build up inside and he lets things build up inside. And when they let it out to each other, they try to discuss it. It's so emotional. It doesn't go anywhere. And some discussions, a couple is not mature enough to deal with anyway. For example, a little baby, one years old, you push him in water to swim, he can't swim yet. So in relationships too, but how do couples know what to talk about, when to talk about, what's going to be something that we can talk about? And many times when you see conversations not going anywhere or emotions rising, so that's not the couple to talk about and not unmature enough let us to deal with it that's what we need but the unexpected remember when a woman finds out her husband not as smart as she thought and not as uh, productive as he thought she thought or not as neat as she thought so these unexpected events remember was sent to her from Hashem. Hashem is sending all these things as a major test to her. How will she react in the time of difficulty? So if she thinks a little bit, she'll, she might find her own personality, her own deep feelings, that it is contradicting who she is, or what she thinks, or what she wants. That she herself has to see, Hashem is sending this so I can work on these aspects of myself. I could be more patient. I can be more helpful. I see he's nervous a lot. I can try to do things to make him calm. Because I'm not. I'm calm. But I'm not so nervous. So maybe... Part of me is I'm sending this to me to be patient with others. And how much you gain in your own me, this? And the same with a man, too. Comes home and the wife, the house is a big mess. So the first thing is you say, business is booming. Like a sweater factory. It's all over the place. But he comes home, he also has to come home calm. And when he sees this, when he hears a yell, he has to think to himself. Not at that moment, he won't be able to think so clearly. He should be quiet at the moment, try to help at the moment. He has to say, I'm sorry at the moment. But he has to reflect the next day. Why is this happening? Maybe my wife needs encouragement during the day. Maybe she needs help during the day. When I come home, I have to come home ready to help. Maybe each day I get home, bring her something. Let her have it. When I walk in, let her sit down and have some tea and let me do the work. Let me take over. You have to think. It's being sent to you as a mishpot. Ascend, Hashem is sending your wife her words and her actions for you. And it's for you to think, why is this being sent to me? Maybe because I'm neat. So I have to realize 
I have to learn how to accommodate, how to get along with others. Or it could be the house I have to help. Lazy bone me has to help. So there's so much a person can do. If we know everything that is sent your way is from Hashem. Could be in the guise of your wife, in the guise of your your husband, guise of your children, your parents, your friend, your Rebbe, your landlord, your employer, employee. It's very, very crucial to realize Hashem is sending everything. At the moment, you have to respond, be tolerant, and try not to respond. But then you got to think, be a thinking person, psychological person. Why is this happening to me? And two things. Is for me to improve certain parts of myself. And two, how could I create a more constructive, positive situation? And you see, over and over again, it could be your wife's not capable of certain things, and you have to do most of the cleaning. And don't start going, well, well, look what I got here. This is what you got, because maybe Shem is telling you, you need this to make a tikkun to yourself. You have to learn how to clean. You have to learn how to close your mouth and be patient. And that's going to make you a better person. That's going to make you a much better person. And the other way around, too. For the lady, everything that Hashem is sending through your husband is a certain way to react. Certain way to react. And it's important that we realize this, that everything Hashem is sending is the mishpat for you to think, to judge yourself. Again, the twofold is, first, why is, he, why is this being sent to me? Oh, it's your wife. It could have been the bus driver, too. Because on a constant basis, it could be you need to fix yourself in that area. A patience could be alacrity, could be being frugal, could be more sneers. There's so many different things that we can learn if we think into ourselves and our connection with other people. Why is it being sent to me? To fix me? To fix me? Sometimes a person buries a wife who tells him what to do because he would fall off the chair. So now you have someone pushing him to become, become somebody. The other way around, too. That's the first thing. The second thing is, how do I react? How do I react to create a more positive situation? I mentioned to a young man yesterday, there's a few children. I said, Ramilla held very strongly every day. Look at your children. Be excited that you have them. The night before you go to sleep, look at each one of them, being thankful. Do the same to your wife and your husband, your parents, etc., Talking about children now. And the more you do that, when they grow up each day, you're looking and pondering and thinking the best for them. And it's what happens when they become two, you love more than one. When they become ten, you love more than five. I remember a husband, a man told me when his son rode his bike home from yeshiva, 18-year-old, it was 11 o'clock at night because he learned, he came home. He was concerned, worried. When he walked in, the father said he was in ecstasy. Ecstasy. It was, and it kept growing, that ecstasy. 
How is that? Because every day for 18 years, he thought many times a day, his beautiful, loving son. So when a child causes your Agba's nefesh, it's not for us to go, you're sending me. No. It's for us to look at it and go, my arm is hurting. My arm is falling off. I have a pain, a pain inside my head. How am I going to fix this issue, this problem? Shem is sending me this child, sending me this parent, sending me this friend, sending me this mate. So all of a sudden, the child doesn't become a problem. It becomes, how can I help? How can I fix? Twofold is being sent to you. Maybe you have to improve certain parts of yourself. And second thing is, what can I do? And, and the love you're going to have for the child to want to do, your whole life is different. What happens is the child feels it also. When the child gets older, the child's going to talk to you, going to fight in you. Stop this generation gap. But it's up to us. We can create it. You don't create it by putting your foot down. Created with with many different ways of showing the affection, giving chizuk, always there for him or her. So the second commandment to look at <clears throat> it deals with keeping routines. And this is a very, very hard one because two things. What if your mate is keeping routines? He gives money, and he helps giving groceries. He helps out in the house. And all of a sudden, something happens. He's upset at something. He doesn't give you the money so fast. Doesn't help out in the house so fast. So, first of all, how do you re- respond to such... Agba's nefesh and difficulties. So it could be a little test for you too. You're taking the money for granted all these years. Instead of thanking your husband for working and all that he does, you have to wait until he can't do it, he doesn't do it. I'll talk the other way too. That that would be for the person receiving this negative behavior. But the other hand, <clears throat> the husband has his own cheshben and nefesh. He's upset about something. So if he doesn't give the money, that's the mishpot also against him. The wife has a mishpot against her. So she has to learn lessons and grow in this area, learn how to deal with it, etc. Maybe learn how to make things better. But he too, since he is at the moment not giving her her needs, he decided to go and strike in these areas. Big cheshben against him. He's not creating a happy lady. He's, he could be creating for himself many avarice also. So therefore, by not keeping the routines, he is also creating trouble. So it's twofold. The routines he has to keep to make, make sure the brachas keep coming, no matter what she says, what she does. On the other hand, the person receiving this negativity has to think. What do I have to do? Let me look inside myself a little bit. Maybe I am a little spoiled. Maybe I uh, could help him a little more. 
Maybe I have to make him calm when he walks in. So something she has to think about too. How it's, how it's being sent to her, why, and how she can fix it up. The other way around too. A woman who doesn't keep her routines could be making the supper. She's upset she doesn't make the supper. But he's ready for it. He's being cruel and mean. Still, by not making the supper, not keeping that routine, it can create, so she has to think. She has to think. By not doing this, I am creating a more difficult situation. The Rebbe even mentioned one concerning the mikvah. person goes on strike. It creates war. How bad things are, it creates hundreds and hundreds of times a bigger war. Because people get frustrated. It creates a very big war. So the Rebbe said, don't solicit the love. But there's a duty, there's a responsibility. And that would at least keep things on an even keel for improvement. So who knows what Cheshman is going to be against her for going on strike. On the other hand, if the man gets these strikes, could be he's not being as sweet as he could be. Instead of right away, because of being frustrated, right away she think, I'm sending this to me. Big, big tests. What do I do? So first, you should look at himself. Is he being tolerant? Is he being patient? Is he being appreciative of what he has? So it's for him to reflect. And many times if he reflects, he's been missing the boat a little bit too. He's missing the boat. Or you could have a stubborn wife who can't take the word no, so he has to think about how to have a in different ways. Many times a comes from his goodness and creative activities. We mentioned in the no tension zone, like no smoking zone, no tension zone. Man comes in, a lot of encouragement, is to his wife. Look at those good things. Second, Yes, sure. Yes, sure. Simon says because these things, she has four arms, so she's telling you what to do. So what? Get used to it. Yes, sure. 99% no problem. And the third thing is validate. I hear your point. I hear, listen. I don't understand it yet. Okay, so you get a rub to work out things with you. But you see, if routines are broken by your wife, or they were never started for some reason. So you're being tested from Hashem. These certain areas in your life you have to improve. Your own sensitivity could be your own neatness. Your own alacrity. Your own production. It's a lot. A, person, a man looks. He can look first in himself. And it could be a really big eye opener what he has to do. To improve himself. And second, is how can he make his wife a happier lady? Have to give in all the time, say yes all the time. Maybe that's so. But the Torah is a special, special quality. 
Not like the world who says communicate, say everything how you feel, what you think. Because if done outright, be honest. So that's why people fight all the time. That's why among the nations, 50-60% divorces. The person has to know constructively how to communicate. Constructive communication. It's a whole different thing. It's work, it's work. How to say things, when to say things, how to say it at the right time. It's a very big thing. So again, keep routines so you keep things in a positive upward way. You say No matter what the other person is. Does because after 120, you go to the next world and say, Did you do what a man had to do? Did you do what a woman had to do? You say, Wait, well, my husband, my husband, my wife, my wife, it's not gonna work. Not gonna work. On the other hand, if certain routines are broken and it's causing you agam's nefesh and difficulty, this is again for you to reflect. Why is Hashem sending this to me? Why is Hashem sending this to me? First, a certain improvement of yourself. And second, maybe I have to treat my mate a little, a little differently. I have to go at a different angle. Another commandment is make peace as soon as possible. This is a biggie. This is a biggie. Sometimes words are hurled. Mean words. And I told you weeks ago, a text going back and forth, husband and wife, because text opens you up because there's no shame involved. You can say what you want, hint what you want. What happens is people keep talking instead of one person making peace. So the person has to, again, you say, by chance you're in a situation with... Bad words are being hurled at you. Or a certain activity wasn't done that you wanted to be done. So again, you have to look. You have to look at yourself and see, Hashem is sending this thing to me. But your job is to cut down the adrenaline, cut down the emotional words. And your job is to make peace as soon as possible. It takes a hundred sorries, a hundred wrongs. I'll never do it again. She said, you did it yesterday too. And you try to sweep up and you try to make a nice supper. You try to buy her something and it's still not working. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Make peace. Make peace. Avoid that plague. and Avoid that disease. So a person can understand making peace like Aaron a Kohen. You know what you're doing? You're making, you're creating brachas for your future. So the hundred evils pass a person by the person who's able to let it go by and make peace. So you see that when difficult times are being sent your way, at first Hashem is sending it. That's again reflection, reflection. Not at the moment. Why is this happening? How could I improve myself? Whatever it is, it could be tolerance, could be finickiness, could be cleaner, could be dealing with work, don't be such a lazy bone, whatever it is, don't rationalize so fast, but we see 
And the Pasha also, Mishpatim, that a person, the gay himself, we, can, we give ourselves the benefit of that all the time. You see, a big chacham can be persuaded by a pruta. So we ourselves persuade ourselves so much that way. So when the gay ourselves, we be very, very careful. We talk ourselves, nah, but yeah, she does this, and this is why this. You have to step back, step back, and do reflection. You have to step back, you say, step back. Hashem is sending this way for me to, to think. You change my way of thinking, change my way of acting, whatever it is. But on the other hand, that's how man and woman make peace as soon as possible. If it's a tidbit, it's a nice meal, buying her some ice cream on the way home. Buying a little bracelet, getting him his favorite cake, whatever it is, making peace as soon as possible. Two things: you're using seichel and tolerance, so you can you you could step back and you know something. Maybe I am causing these difficult times, or maybe my wife and husband is a certain way, and Hashem is sending me a test. I have to be tolerant of his. Frustrated state, miserable state, or her miserable state. But it's very interesting that if you do your part, it's very interesting. I got a call, and you wanted to have more children. She didn't want it at the moment, and that caused all the emotional, a lot of troubles. So she said, he doesn't take me out. I asked him, I asked her to go, and she doesn't want to go out. And she's not appreciative. So, make peace as soon as possible, pushed him, set time to go out, and I said, you have to go out, it has to be set times. On the other hand, she was told also to appreciate him a little more, say it openly, say thank you. He needed the open thank you. Many times a woman's thank you, thankful she doesn't say anything, or he's thankful he doesn't say anything. A little thank you. No, go go all the way. And she did. She was thankful. And he all of a sudden started feeling appreciative. So the making peace was what? She used her seichel to realize maybe it was a little bit her. She can work on herself. Being more thankful and more controlled. And if he says something, he wants to give her something to go out. He just has to go out. She was hurting herself. And on the other hand, he started feeling appreciative. Appre- sorry, appreciated. And also, he sort of seeing of all his actions that she was really reacting nicely. And Baruch Hashem, they're in a tremendous state now. Happens all the time. And the walk, we started over having a baby and our very, you know, emotional things. It could mean something, something to do with affection and money. But these things have to be looked at and looked at, okay, why is this happening to me? Is it me? How do I try to fix myself? And second, how can I create a healthier and a more productive situation? We can jump to a commandment, be loyal. This is a, a big one too. That many times it's very easy to look at the negative part of your mate. 
under your children, of your parents. We're very good at that. People go on a date. they able right away to go, you know, he's a little too quiet. Uh, I saw the way he ate. Uh, he's sloppy. Or I see he's... what happened to all the good. Aaron Miller said, you're going on a date when you're married. You have to become the right party, but look for the good party, the good person. The person who's going to be good to you, supportive of you, take care of you. The right person in your eyes is, could be real suave and charming and black eye, you know, black hair, dark eyes, or the other way around. And we can be hoodwinked. So, Ramilla said of being loyal to your husband and wife. See, many times when I was loyal to be should, and I don't mean loyal, one wife, two wife. No, loyal means you must, it's not out of love, the Rav said. It's out of obligation, responsibility, to leap to the defense of your wife. In-laws or parents say anything against your mates. You have to leap to the defense and saying, my Chaya, she's always trying. I have to help him more in the house. Oh, my Shlomo, he's working as hard as he can. I know I have to help him maybe save some pennies. You have to leap to the defense. There's many times that we attest it. We get a bad word about our mates. So now you are, you are being tested now. I'm sending you this for a big, big reason. It could be, first you have to think, for me to wake up, maybe I haven't been appreciating what I have. It could be, maybe I have to help my husband and wife fix this part of it. So you are being tested. Hashem is sending it. So your reaction is not to talk to the parent and and go over and chazer and agree and no, you leap to the defense of your mate. No, my chaya, my shalomo. And you leap to the defense. It's your obligation. As you do that, you will be dealing with the difficult time, first of all, reflecting on yourself. It's a strong, it's a powerful attribute, loyalty. Loyalty to think and thin, think and thin. Look what you have. By taking in this negative information, you are missing the 99% of the good things you have in her and him. So it could be you have to look at yourself. How come I'm not appreciating the 99% of what I have? Do I tell her she's wonderful? Do I tell her the good things she does? Do I give her compliments? Do I give him compliments? Do I? Maybe, yes, your weakness. Hashem is telling you, you're a little sour. If I believe everyone's negativity against my husband and wife, it means you're not looking at the good so much. So instead, you can utilize it by saying, you know something, I'm a little sour. I don't appreciate my eyes, my legs, I don't appreciate my wife, who I don't appreciate my husband, my children, who don't know what I appreciate. Walking around like a sourpuss. So it's a per very important thing. And a person, when you hear some negativity, you, first of all, you stand up for his or her rights. Two, for yourself, maybe you have to learn a little appreciation, a little thankfulness, a little bit. Go over the list of the good things your husband does, the good things your wife does, the good things your children do, the good things your parents do, the good thing your rabbi, your teacher, your friends, relatives, anybody does, go over. 
Hashem is testing you. I'm, I'm giving this scene, this situation for you to wake up to realize what you have and what you have to work on. And second, how will you react? Are you going to react positive, constructive? Not only positive by leaping to the defense in a positive way, but maybe you have to be more constructive in your loyalty by encouraging the other. Husband working, okay, he's making less money than you both need. But you still, you encourage. Really appreciate you trying. We're going to, Shem's going to send us more money. Oh, you appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm thick and thin. You're still so nice. You mix up. You take care of me. And so the loyalty, the loyalty. So a big thing today concerning Mishpat, that everything that's being sent your way, like we mentioned from the beginning of Rechazel Levenstein, that uh, Blazer Ginsburg said about his grandfather, he was once walking to Panevich and he slipped. Mishpat, Mishpat. Mishpat, Mishpat, Mishpat. We have to understand every negative, we think negative, Agba's nefesh, a yell, a scream, a slip, a bad action, it's all coming from Hashem. All coming from Hashem. It's for us to first... Say, why is it being sent to me? Look, look, look inside yourself and you'll see something maybe you have to fix. And two, think about how do I create a better situation? Maybe I have to do a different, go a different route. A different route to help create a better situation. And the last thing we spoke about concerning, a lot of this can be avoided. The person instead of thinking after something bad happens, oh, I got a headache now. They cry out to Hashem. Or oh, she said this. What do I do now? Instead, become thankful to begin with. And a person sees he has a wife. Sees. <clears throat> see, he has a wife. And see, she has a husband. See, see, see me thankful. Don't, don't start thinking when things go bad. Making it right and thankful. So you just will create a positive mishpot. Especially now, Elul time. Again, <clears throat> this is Monday morning at 9 o'clock, and Sunday will be played again at 5 p.m. Ben Sion Griper, 718-339-6020. And if we want to hear the talk again, 718-506-9099, extension 31. And here live, 712-432-4217. And the text where you can send constructive criticism, where you can get in touch how to, if you want to support the whole radio, do something, support, call, ask what you can do. If you can get some big people who have some big money, this chusam all over the planet Earth for these people who will. So it's a texting 347-927-8398. And of course, www.jrootradio.com. Everyone should have a slocha and bracha and everything. Rooklyn and Gashmias.